Hello all, and welcome to this episode of No Home for Heroes. No Home for Heroes explores history's military mysteries regarding Americans who are missing in action from our past wars. These long-forgotten MIAs are remembered here. Today's episode is titled, Lost in Battle, Found at Home, and I'm your host, Rick Stone. No Home for Heroes is a trademark production sponsored by the Chief Rick Stone and Family Charitable Foundation. For more information on the foundation, visit our website at www.chiefrickstone.com. If you're hearing this preview of No Home for Heroes on YouTube or Audio Burst, we invite you to listen to the complete podcast on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast platform you prefer. And available for streaming also now on iHeartRadio. That's not radio, that's radio, folks. Today's story is one of the most unusual and sad cases in our files. Sometimes family lore passed down from generation to generation about an American hero turns out to be just plain wrong. And tragically, a hero's final resting place is lost to the family even when it is just across the street. Stay tuned and we will provide you with the details of a most bizarre story of loss and remembrance. All of us here at the Foundation want to dedicate this episode to our loyal listeners who are family members of the 710 casualties of the 5th Armored Division who lost their lives in the Battle of the Hurtgen Forest. May the heroes of the Victory Division never be forgotten. And now, on with our show. Today's episode is from case number 0343 in the investigative case files of the Chief Rick Stone and Family Charitable Foundation. The MIA featured in our story today was really not an official MIA, but to his family, he was missing. And that makes our story all the more unusual and really sad. Private Dominic Joseph Colangelo is one of 710 casualties who lost their lives in what is today a little-known battle near the border of Germany and Belgium in 1944, and his burial location remained a mystery to most of his family until 2017. Stay tuned while we fill you in on the strange case of a presumed lost soldier who was found almost literally on his home's doorstep on today's episode of No Home for Heroes. In October 2017, the Chief Rick Stone and Family Charitable Foundation received a request from the nephew of Private Dominic Joseph Colangelo to investigate his case. The request stated that the family thought Private Colangelo was wounded during the Battle of the Bulge, may have died of his wounds after being taken to a field hospital, but concluded that, quote, this is all the information I have, end quote. Private Colangelo was born in Dunmore, Pennsylvania. Dominic's mother, Lucy Rinaldi Colangelo, divorced Dominic's father on 8 March 1939 and immediately married Martin Goober in Lackawanna County, Pennsylvania. At the time of the 1940 census, Dominic was living with his mother and stepfather in Dunmore, Pennsylvania. Dominic's stepfather was employed as a laborer in a coal mine. In 1942, Dominic registered with the draft board, draft board number six in Lackawanna County, Pennsylvania, 
and he listed his residence in Dunmore, Pennsylvania. Dominic stated that he had completed four years of high school and that he worked in a laundry. Dominic was only 19 years old when he enlisted in the United States Army on 13 March 1943 in New Cumberland, Pennsylvania. He enlisted and he was assigned as the rank of private. The period of his enlistment was for the, quote, duration of the war or emergency plus six months, subject to the discretion of the president or otherwise according to law, end quote. Private Colangelo listed his mother, Lucy Goober, of 111 Mortimer Street in Dunmore, Pennsylvania, as his next of kin. The house, built in 1920, is still there. Private Colangelo was shipped overseas to Europe in May 1944 and probably joined the 81st Tank Battalion during June 1944 while they were stationed in England. While the invasion of Europe began in Normandy, France on 6 June 1944, Private Colangelo's unit did not arrive off Utah Beach until the morning of 26 July 1944. The battalion's first combat did not occur until 5 August 1944. From then on, the unit was a part of a continual march of Allied forces toward the heart of Germany. The 81st Tank Battalion contained 53 M4 Sherman medium tanks equipped with a 75mm gun that was divided into three different companies. There were 17 M5 Stuart light tanks equipped with a 37mm gun in one company and a support platoon with six Sherman tanks mounting the huge 105mm howitzer. Private Colangelo's D Company was the company primarily assigned and equipped with the M5 Stuart light tanks. These tanks were no match to any German tank in the European theater and were not intended to go up against enemy armored vehicles. The Stuart's relatively puny 37mm gun was effective only against unarmored defensive positions, infantry, and very light-skinned vehicles. The function of Company D's light tanks was to provide defense to the headquarters and service companies and to defend the supply trains. The light tanks were also used for reconnaissance down side roads that might be used as an enemy approach lane and for resupply and evacuation purposes. It is likely that Private Colangelo's first direct combat action took place in a drive toward the Seine River. An infantry battle to liberate the town of Dreux was launched with the tankers waiting south of the town prepared to lend fire support if it was needed. D Company's light tanks moved in with the infantry, providing marching machine gun fire and cannon fire from their 37mm. They secured the town, while the infantry mopped up the rest of the enemy in a cemetery just on the edge of town. The town of Dreux was liberated on 16 August 1944. The drive toward Germany continued with periods of action and inactivity for the 81st Tank Battalion. During the first week of December 1944, the tankers were not actively engaged in combat, and they were living in the open. On 9 December 1944, orders were received for movement toward the Hurtgen Forest. There's no indication in any available record of exactly when Private Colangelo received the wounds which ultimately caused his death, or what those wounds were. 
All of the available records simply state that Private Colangelo died of wounds on 12 December 1944. It is likely that Private Colangelo would have been first evacuated to a battalion aid station or field hospital located behind the front lines. In these areas, he would have received emergency medical treatment. During the Battle of Hurtgen Forest, the aid stations were often located in captured German bunkers. According to the battalion's December 1944 after-action report, 25 enlisted men were wounded and evacuated during December's combat. Only three of the enlisted men were noted as killed in action. It is likely that Private Colangelo would have been considered one of the 25 that were wounded and evacuated. The report also confirms that combat action did not begin until 10 December 1944. Interestingly, it is known that 1st Lieutenant Benjamin T. Potts was in command of Private Colangelo's D Company's light tanks on 12 December 1944. Lieutenant Potts was given the mission of carrying supplies to forward troops aboard his light tanks. Unable to locate the guide who was to direct the tanks to the forward units, Lieutenant Potts attempted to locate the troops needing the supplies by making a personal reconnaissance on foot. Lieutenant Potts chose this action despite the fact that the area was known to be heavily mined. During the mission, Lieutenant Potts was killed when the forward tank he was apparently walking in front of struck an anti-tank mine. First Lieutenant Potts received a posthumous Silver Star Medal for his actions in personally leading the light tanks of Private Colangelo's company on this mission. Assuming that Private Colangelo succumbed to his wounds on 12 December 1944, he must have been injured on either 10, 11, or 12 December. So it is likely that Private Colangelo was injured in the very same action that caused Lieutenant Potts to lose his life. At that point, the family lore regarding Private Colangelo appears to have become tangled and lost. So our researchers and investigators stepped in to untangle the mystery for the family of Private Dominic Joseph Colangelo. And what an unusual mystery it would turn out to be. First, there's always been popular confusion over the more well-known Battle of the Bulge and the almost forgotten Battle of Hurtgen Forest. These were two separate battles. The Battle of the Bulge, known in movie lore, did not begin until 16 December 1944, and sadly, Private Colangelo had been dead for four days when this battle was initiated by Hitler's attacks in the Ardennes area. Our investigators found that those killed during the Battle of Hurtgen Forest were later congregated in one of two American cemeteries located in Belgium, the Henri Chapelle American Cemetery or the Ardennes American Cemetery. After the war ended in Europe in May 1945, the next of kin of personnel killed and interred overseas were authorized to decide on the permanent disposition of the remains of their loved ones. Essentially, the families were allowed to select one of the following alternatives. 1. Permanent interment in an American military cemetery on foreign soil specifically designed, constructed, and maintained in perpetuity as a memorial to American war dead. 
or two, repatriation of the remains to U.S. soil for interment in a national cemetery in the United States, or three, repatriation of the remains to the individual's homeland or that of their next of kin for interment in a private cemetery. Foundation investigators found Pennsylvania veteran burial records and and also noted in the United States roster of the dead, which concluded that Private Colangelo's mother selected the option number three, the option of having him return to the United States for burial in a private cemetery. But our team didn't stop there. The foundation determined that Private Colangelo was recovered from an American military cemetery and transported home from Belgium on board the transport ship Joseph V. Connolly and that Private Colangelo arrived in his hometown of Dunmore, Pennsylvania during the week of October 27, 1947. Further, we found records that noted that he was buried in Range A, Plot 55, of the new St. Mary of Mount Carmel Cemetery in, you guessed it, his hometown of Dunmore, Pennsylvania. When our researchers called the cemetery, the staff there confirmed that Private Colangelo was actually buried there. They located and shared cemetery records that list Private Colangelo's first name as Sheppy, which may have been a nickname, and it has no doubt complicated efforts to find Private Colangelo's actual burial location for over 75 years. He currently has the following inscription on his burial plot. Under the family plot of Goober, son, Private Dominic J. Colangelo, born May 7, 1924, killed in action in the Bulge, December 12, 1944. The cemetery is now part of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Parish Church. It's located at 322 Chestnut Street in Dunmore, Pennsylvania. If you live in Dunmore or nearby, Go by and pay your respects and thank Private Colangelo for his sacrifice to deserve the freedom that you enjoy today. Unbelievably, the location is practically just across the street from Private Colangelo's last residence on Mortimer Street in Dunmore, Pennsylvania. He lies just across the street from his home. And all of these years, at least some portion of Private Colangelo's family never knew, or they forgot, that an American hero had returned to lie just across the street from the home he left behind. Thank you for listening to this episode of No Home for Hero. We hope you've enjoyed today's production, and we invite you to check out our other episodes. You can now subscribe to Listen Free on Apple Podcasts, or whichever podcast platform you like to listen to. And now, you can even tune us in on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to tune in every Saturday when we will post a new episode of History's Military Mysteries, Missing in Action. Episodes of No Home for Heroes are produced from the actual investigative case files of the Chief Rickstone and Family Charitable Foundation, dedicated to providing information to the families missing American servicemen and missing American servicewomen. As always, we greatly appreciate your comments. 
and a special link is available for you to contact us on our website at www.chiefrickstone.com. You sure don't want to miss our next episode with another true story about one of our missing American heroes. Tune in to hear it for yourself next week on No Home for Heroes. Until next time, be careful, be safe, and wishing you fair winds and following seas. I'm your host, Rick Stone, reminding you that poor is the nation that has no heroes, but shameful is the nation that, having heroes, forgets them. <laughs>